I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome to the Expanded Inside Sources. Great to be with you for the next two hours from one all the way to three every weekday here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, and I hope you're ready as we always try to start off the show with something that's going to challenge all of us to dig a little deeper, think a little bigger, challenge our assumptions a little stronger, and of course, whenever necessary, disagree just a little bit better. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So we always began with an opportunity to think again. We uh, we think we know the news. We think we see the headlines and understand it. But a lot of times we just need to slow down and remember that instant certainty is the enemy of truth and it undermines trust. And uh, helping us with some real life examples today is uh, First District Representative uh, Congressman Blake Moore joining us on the line from Washington, D.C. Congressman, thanks for jumping on. Thank you, Boyd. Excited to talk about this, actually. <laughs> Uh, you've you've been on the receiving end of some of this instant certainty, this rush from especially the national media. They're they're often so quick to uh, to make a story or to run with something. Uh, give us a couple of examples of how you've seen that play out uh, just in the last few days. Yeah, it's it's actually quite fascinating. I I get asked a lot, what's your big what's been on your biggest surprises, and and this is one. I'll I'll leave a meeting or I'll leave a situation, and then I'll see how things are played out on the uh, more of the editorialized maybe cable news and it is like nope that's not anywhere close to what the reality <laughs> is uh so i had a couple examples and i'm really excited to share them with you um one that's directly related to me was um conservative media so i'll, I'll give an example of both sides right yeah, i'm yeah. trying to be balanced on that on that always um conservative media you know congressionally directed funding it's been a thing and it's been a topic it's been uh, Going on, and so there was a there was a kind of a targeted effort to say, oh, what's being done at this at this, and let's let's let's, let's target some representatives and and find out what's going on. And there was one we got we got highlighted by media to say, uh, oh, there was a three million dollar um, project request for an app for an app for buses, <laughs> and we saw we first thought we're like, what? what? <laughs> that is like the most underreported piece of that entire project that. That retrofits buses for it's for a county in my in my district, right? We several people weighed in, and we 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 chose options off of a very, you know, consistent kind of framework that we used, and um, retrofitted buses, expanded service to rural communities, and yes, there was an app portion of it that provided an opportunity, and to see that it get like totally pinpointed on this just this obnoxious type of spending thing and get played out, you know, getting you know comments about it. And it, we're like, wow, that is unbelievable that they can misrepresent something like that. Yeah. And then. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Continue. I got to say, and it happens from the, the far right to the far left and everywhere in between. Uh, we know there were some other the, reporting that came here's out. Here's another. Go ahead. 
And here's here's the other just egregious example that made my blood boil like I couldn't believe. Um, and that was this week. So when Representative Cheney gave her speech on, on Tuesday night, and you've, you've been in D.C. before, you've worked back here. So in the evening hours, after votes, you fly in, you go do your vote. The vote was at 630. Um, then they keep the House floor open for another hour or two hours for general speeches. And I can tell you right now, nobody sticks around. These are, these are speeches usually someone goes down, oh, the, you know, the Davis High School cross-country team won their state championship. Congratulations. And, like a, and, a, and, a, and a member will go and give a shout-out to someone in their constituent. These are, these are usually pretty benign topics, yeah. but you can say whatever you want. You can go give your speech. Maybe it's about a bill or something that you highlight. No one is ever in the House floor. No one knows what's going to be done. These are all individually planned. That's when Representative Chady decided to give her speech. There was four times she was on the congressional record, and so she went down and gave it. And I, my chief's text me, hey, you know, Liz is going to do something here in a couple of days. You know, I put on C-SPAN. I watched it. Oh, oh great yeah. speech. And then I left, and I saw a bunch of people texting me. <clears throat> Did you stand up and leave when she spoke? And I'm like, What? And uh, then I looked on the media, and they were reporting that all Republicans left the House floor when she spoke, and no one stood with her. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> how in the world do they get away with it? I mean, this was, this was obviously on more left-leaning media and, and reporting how they got it. And then we were getting Twitter comments. Did you stand up and leave her? And I'm like, oh, wow, that yeah. is so crazy. And it was happening in real time, but a complete bogus um, narrative yeah and it's so it's so fascinating and uh i i just had to chuckle as you when i when i saw the report come out that said that everyone stood up and left i'm like did the interns leave because usually <laughs> usually those speeches are marked by the echo of the empty chamber you know because there's nobody there's nobody in there and and so i immediately said oh that's that that can't be that can't be real uh and, and all of this uh again from the from the left to the right and everywhere in between uh, to me, it's such a cautionary tale for all of us mm -hmm. uh, that if you hear something and it doesn't sound quite right, it, it's probably because it's not. <laughs> and and we need to do a better job of suspending judgment or suspending certainty uh, because often that gets in the way of the more important conversation. Going back to uh, to your requests, you know, for specific funding as it relates to retrofitting buses, uh, that's an important thing to your constituents. That's an important thing. Or it's an important conversation you may have with someone on the other side of the aisle. And if we allow especially quick-hitting, instantly certain media hits to uh, get in the way, it can drive a lot of wedges and prevent a lot of really important conversation between members of Congress. And I, and I, and I, I, I understand why people struggle with this because they don't know exactly what to trust. And I just say... Use your, we have to use our critical thinking skills. We have to vet things ourselves. Um, and, you know, I have to look at a balanced approach that it might not all be as it seems. It might just be click-worthy. And, and we've, we've, we have a responsibility as journalists to do it, but we have a responsibility as citizens to also challenge it. But, that, but that's what I would also I'll, I'll end, I'll say quickly that, you know, my time here interacting with local media has largely been a positive experience. So, like, you get perspective, you get it more at the ground level, and, um, you know, what we're doing here in Utah, you know, I feel that there's, there, there's, some, there, there's some ability to, to, to get to the root of it. It's not, it's not perfect, but um, I've appreciated the chance to, to communicate things more authentically. Yeah, so, so important. And, uh, as, again, as we always say, that, that instant certainty, it is, it is the enemy 
of truth and it undermines trust. And those are two things uh, we have to have uh, in government, in our elected officials. And uh, Representative Blake Moore joins us. And uh, again, I love the fact that you're you're putting it back where it belongs. And that is we the people also have a responsibility to make sure we're using, as you said, that uh, critical critical judgment, critical thinking, uh, so that we can make sure we're having the right kind of conversations uh, at the right time. Uh, Representative Blake Moore, thanks so much for jumping on quick with us today. Always appreciate your perspective uh, and your work for those in the 1st District here in the great state of Utah. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, Again, that's uh, Blake Moore, representative from the 1st District. Uh, And we're just going to echo it one more time. Uh, I really appreciated uh, Representative Moore reaching out because this is such an important topic uh, because we do have to think again. We can't just rush uh, to quick things because they're they're clickbait worthy uh, or they just catch our attention on the national cable shows or whatever it might be. Uh, We have to step back uh, because otherwise we're going to never get to the truth. We undermine trust. And without trust... We can't have the conversations we need to have in our communities and in our country. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.